Welcome. To Arcade Audio. This week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is my beautiful husband and your other host, Chris Mullet. Did you did the record skip there? What was that? Yeah, I don't know what happened. I was sleeping until 30 seconds ago. Yes, yes. It is 930. Uh-huh. On Tuesday, October 19th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so no excuses. Wake up. I'm in my weeks. I'm almost in my mid-30s. <sighs> well, I mean, like, yeah, like, you are basically in your mid-30s. I've been in my mid-30s for 45 years, okay? <laughs> Let's be real. If you're new here, we self-deprecate ourselves to the point of no return while we discuss our lives, and we discuss the random movie we talked about from our massive movie collection. But that is something everybody knows about me. Like, you're I'm always soul, sleeping. I'm Barry an old Wyndham. soul. Also Barry Windham. I sleep a lot. I fall asleep anywhere. You're not a player. You just sleep a lot. <laughs> That's been all for RJ Hits Rap. I don't think they ever did big pun. Missed opportunity. Oh, well. He's dead. Um. <laughs> Who? There are several people that you could be talking about. Big pun is dead. Ah. I know that RJ is not dead because he's just a guest on our show. And this past weekend, we celebrated uh, him and Max's union. At their absolutely fantastic reception, ceremony, wedding, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I think it was, honest to God, my besides our own, my favorite wedding I've ever been to. No offense to anybody else who's listening to this who have been to your weddings. They were all great. I've had fun at all of them, except one person who's not listening to this, but that's fine. They're already divorced. And... <laughs> This one just topped them all. Cool venue. Like, all of my friends were there. And all of your friends as well. Um, So much I can't talk about that I want to talk about. <laughs> that just made it so much fun. Um, But congrats to them. It was a wonderful time. We had quite a busy weekend. We had uh, former guests on the show, Tope and Augie, here. We had a future guest of the show, uh, Michael Whidden here, and of course all of their uh, significant others or, or, or dates at the time. Uh, the Podfather, Rich Camelucci, and Charlie were here. Um, and many others. Next next month's guest, Matt White, uh, Tim Anderson will be, uh, Tim and Allie will be here in December. Everyone you'll either have met or have already met was, uh, was in town. Um, we had an absolutely fantastic time. Uh, went to a really cool karaoke place uh, afterwards Friday night. Got some good food on Saturday, played a lot of games of Uno, somehow didn't kill each other. And who won all the games of Uno? You won one game of Uno. No. Two. Two. We only played... Two. We played like four. We played three games. Rich won the last game. I won when it was just us You won the first one. Us and Rich and Charlie. You won the game when it was just you, me, and my mom. And did you win that game? Did you win that game too? I think so. I think I won won all of the games. I've won all of the games because I'm amazing. Uh-huh, sure. Uh, but because of that, we haven't really watched much else, right? I, I keep thinking, like, I, like, we're forgetting a movie that we've watched lately. It's been a couple weeks since we've recorded, but I still don't think we've, like, well, we've been catching up on regular television. Yeah, no, we haven't really watched a movie. I, um, because of how exhausting I- the weekend was, Sunday I fell asleep while Jillian watched a new movie that was on Netflix... Some bullshit animated dog movie. Oh, yeah, no, I watched that with her. Dog on, or it's called Trouble. It's, it's not new. 
Actually, it's like from like 2019, I think. Oh, uh, well, it's the first time I've ever seen it. I don't know. It. Snoop Dogg plays a dog named Snoop. It's pretty, you know, meta. <laughs> that is maybe the greatest review a movie and has it, ever And it was like a Doberman. Ever. Like, it was like legit. Um, so that, I watched that with her. I also watched, oh, I know. I've, I've watched several movies. I watched like the new My Little Pony movie. I've watched... See, I just don't pay attention. No, but I like to watch and then, because when Jillian does stuff from the movies and I recognize it, like, it makes her really happy. So I think that's, you know, and then I can, like, play with her and stuff. Like, that's why, like, with Mitchells versus the Machines, our favorite part of the movie is, like, what kind of maniac carries that kind of screwdriver? This kind of maniac. Yeah, like, well, so, that one. Like, we do that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, but I watched the good ones. You, you just. They, they were good. It you just good. suffer through all the good. bad ones. No, it was good. Um. I feel like we're forgetting something. Mm. Oh, I know what we're forgetting. This is also the first time we've recorded, I believe, since we did the toy show, right? Is this the first time we've recorded since we did the toy show? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it had to have been. Because we did Happy Death Day. Yeah, must be. And that aired two weeks ago, so it aired prior to the toy show happening. All right, in Birdcage we did, we recorded... A, Before the, the toy show as well, even though it aired last October, week. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so that's, I knew there was oh, something... Oh, hey, yeah, about. hey, we did a toy yeah. show, guys. Yeah, we, we've been promoting it for weeks. Um, our big toy show vendor debut was at the Orlando uh, Toy Con, is that what it was called? Florida Toy Con. Florida Toy Con, whatever the fuck it was. I don't know. Uh, two days, uh, in Osceola Heritage Parkway. And it was an absolutely, again, fantastic time. It was a great time. We had a great time. Something has now lit a fire under me. Oh, yes. I have been waiting for this day. Instead of buying toys. I mean, granted, I just bought a bunch of toys. Uh, It's just as much to me as, like, making the sale and, like, getting rid of it for the profit. So we did very, very well. I've been waiting for this day for like 15 years. We made our weekend goal after the first day. So when the second day was not as busy, surprisingly, there was about 750 people that came the first day and about 400 that came the second day, according to like rough numbers. Um, And we did about half as much the the second day as the first day. But we still made a good amount of money that we're going to use to get a new house and to pay off some debt. But we can always more. use some more. So if you want to buy some of our stuff, email us at marriedwithmovies at gmail.com. We accept uh, Venmo and Venmo, Cash PayPal, App and PayPal. Cash um, app. If you really want to pay by credit card, I'll work something out. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Well, PayPal, they can do it. They just do the upcharge. I still pay for things every now and then from credit cards or. That's the opposite of what PayPal. we're trying to do here, man. No, I'm not like all the time. I'm just saying, like, when, when it's necessary, when I'm just like, I don't remember how much I have here. I'll just put it on this credit card. I'll pay the, the $2. Sometimes you gotta do it. You know what I mean? Uh, but it was a lot of fun. I was trying really hard we, to fart just then when you said that. We met some cool people. We, some cool we people. sold some big ticket items. We we had fun. It was exhausting. It was a great. Great, great time. Um, yeah, we've had a good couple weekends, and then uh, next week on the show we will talk about um, going to. Oh, excuse me, going to. Uh, Jillian's second wrestling show, her first ever AEW show, uh, TV taping, her first live, like, on TV show, which is really we didn't do the uh, the thing we needed to do, so we need to do that that weekend if we actually want to bring it, the, the poster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then it's Halloween, which, of course, we're celebrating with today's episode, uh, the horror movie that you selected for us to watch many, many months ago, and basically it was just put off until we got to October, and immediately after this, I will be nominating the movie that we'll be watching for next week's show to conclude our uh, spooktacular October of kind of spooky movies and the birdcage. Um, That movie is Ma. Let's just get into it, huh? Shall we? Are you going to have a conversation with me, or are you just going to sit there and fucking not do anything? I thought you were getting ready to read. I didn't want to... I said, shall we? Oh, yes, yes, we shall. I didn't want to throw you off your game. I, I didn't want to distract you from If the you were reading. worried about throwing me off my game, you wouldn't be here. Um, from the producers of Get Out mm. and Halloween. <laughs> oh, that was bullshit. That, from the producers of that, that was the one. I should get a reprieve on that because of just how unengaged you've been this entire time. Maybe that's been my strategy. Sure. Get in your head. Octavia Spencer, Ma, get home safe. Fuck you. 
Sue Ann says that on the box. Oscar winner Octavia Spencer is a loner who keeps to herself in her quiet Ohio town. <laughs> now you're gonna fuck up. <clears throat> when she's asked by a teenager to buy some booze for her group of friends, Sue Ann offers the basement of her home for the kids to hang out and party. But there are some house rules. Someone has to stay sober, don't curse, never go upstairs, and call her Ma. As her hospitality starts to curdle into obsession, what began as a teenage dream turns into a terrorizing nightmare, and Ma's place goes from the best place in town to the worst place on earth. So it's just the one. That's one. Stupid ass fucking shit. That's fine. I already got out of the big hole that I was in, and I'm only behind one in our reading challenge. Um, so... We got this because your mother watched this movie and really liked it, correct? I do believe that that is true. She unironically liked this, or did she hoodwink us? I don't know. Your mother's not allowed to recommend movies to Well, us. she's recommended some good ones and then some bad ones. Well, some, some stuff she just flat out bought for us. That's, that's not here nor there. Um, <laughs> yeah, wasn't a fan. So it's kind of got mixed reviews when it came out. Um, it's not really a horror. I, I guess it is a There's horror movie. There's a swerve movie. in it. It's a psychological horror movie. Um, definitely more so like a, like a horrifying thriller kind of like, would you consider misery a horror movie? Yeah, I can't watch that. <laughs> no, that's just because of the hobbling. Um, oh, so it, it is kind of a, a horror movie, but. It kind of got mixed reviews. Uh, did okay at the box office. Uh, it came out in 2019 when our daughter was like not even three yet. So, of course, we didn't see it in theaters. But picked it up after that because of, you know, I was interested in it. I like, wanted to really like it. Yeah, I wanted to really like it too. And it, it just didn't work for me. It just didn't work for me at all. I thought it was incredibly awkward and hokey and average and over the top and a little aimless. How can it be all those things at once? So I think, so it starts really slow. Like it's really it's, slow. Yeah. So it takes you like a good solid. I want to say like 30 minutes to like really get into like what's happening. Uh huh. It's split up with a bunch of flashbacks as well, back to Ma's like high school life. So that makes it a little bit disjointed. Um, from one scene to another, I feel like you can't tell who is still mad at who and why things are happening. I think it was a very poorly edited movie. Okay, I think that's fair, but it's also like about high school. So I, one so... of the things, one of the things I do think it did well was I think it did capture like the meanness and the yeah. awkwardness of high school. I do think it did a good job of that, and a lot of that lies in the performances of the high school characters, specifically, I guess you would say, I, I, I like most of the high school kids. I like the lead girl. I liked, yeah, Diana. She's really good. Like Maggie, I thought she was yeah, very good. Yeah, she's good. She's the daughter from Space Force as well. Um, oh, yeah. I liked, she, I liked, I liked, I liked, like, the popular girl, her I friend. Her, she had a good yeah. charisma. I really liked her, and too. I liked, and I liked um, the lead girl's boyfriend. He was kind of, like, awkward and, you know, all, all of them are fine. The guy who played, who played. I don't remember any of their fucking names. Um, Wait, the guy who played Andy? Like, the. Luke Evans' son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know um, who that actor is? No. He played Finkel's son on Girl Meets World. That means nothing to me. You remember Boy Meets World? Yes, I'm aware there's a sequel. I'm not having this pilot argument of Pulp Fiction oh. about Girl Meets World with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know what it is. Um, I didn't like the. I didn't really like the other two guys. Like they were kind of whatever. They were fine. Yeah, they were fine. But so I like that. But what I more so meant was from one scene to another, like. There'd be a scene where, uh, what's the lead actress's character's name? Um, Maggie. Maggie. When Maggie like comes home after like the cops like like busted them up, and her mom's like mad, and they're like arguing. The next scene, it's like hunky dory, like nothing's wrong. And then later on, it gets explained like when they don't want to go to Ma's house anymore, but then like they're back at Ma's house. It's because some random girl just wanted to have her like birthday party there. There were things I, I felt like there were chunks missing. Right, and like like how did it get to be all of the kids? 
rather than just that core group. Like, well, obviously, like words spread, or like they invited people, or or whatnot. Like, like you can you know suspend your disbelief and and make your own narratives up, but it was more so like how things were being laid out and taking place. Same thing when like Ma's daughter is revealed because you see you meet Jeannie. Like, in the it's first like scene of the movie, it's like a throwaway, like, oh, she's being nice to this girl on her first day of school, and then you don't see her, then all of a sudden, she's stuck in Ma's house, because Ma's her mom. She's got, like, Munchausen It's obviously Munchausen syndrome type thing, where, you know, she's she can walk, sick, and she's making yeah. her sick. Um, but, like, the tone of it is really weird. Like, it's meant to be the way that it is because it wants to be, like, ominous and foreboding and you know kind of shocking when things happen yeah but it to me it ends up just feeling uneven because for every you know ominous look or foreshadowing there's a lot of like really played strong foreshadowing where you see kind of everything that's going to happen and come like nothing really surprised me in this movie Maybe a couple of, like, the deaths and, like, the way that they were happened did. But, like, in terms of, like, swerves or twists, nothing really surprised me because of how oh, no. heavy... there was a swerve. About how heavy was it? Well, a literal swerve, which we'll get to in a minute. A couple um, of swerves. Like, how heavy-handed it was. But then it would also be the sort of thing where... Sure, it was trying to be dark and ominous and, you know, creepy. But then also, it'd be interspersed with you know, moments of levity and humor um, yeah. or or kind of outrageousness. Like, it's pretty crazy to put Academy Award winning Octavia Spencer, you know, in this movie just in general, which is a good flex and the background to it is cool, but it's her, like, doing the robot to fucking funky town, you know, is kind of out there. Um, and they purposely put Missy Pyle, who normally does big outlandish uh, characters in like, like a, comedic things as a very like co- like like reserved more reserved no she's not reserved at all are you kidding me wow she's just fucking missy pile in it but she's just a, yeah. a bitch in it um oh, yeah. well, she could i mean she's a bitch in other things but she's also not a bitch in other things same thing with uh like alice and janney like again academy award winning alice and janney the cast for this movie is nuts you have two academy award winners in this movie um basically in it because Octavia, they both won for Best Supporting Actress, Alice and Janie for Tanya, um, or I, Tanya, and then Octavia Spencer for The Help, directed by Tate Taylor, who directed this movie. I believe he wrote it as well? Or no, no he, he didn't picked, write yeah. it. He, um, he wanted to do a horror movie and offered it to Octavia Spencer because he's like, hey, here's a movie where, um, it's a horror movie where you won't die and you actually get to kill people. She's like, I'm in. Um, that seems so weird that they're the only two, though. Well, yeah, but well, I mean, well, Julia, Julia, Juliet Lewis, Lewis, I believe, was nominated. nominated. I believe, I believe she's nominated for Cape Fear, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, Luke Evans and Missy Pyle are like names. Uh, so it's got a, a, a pretty good cast, but it just ends up being very average to me. Um, you tend to agree? Yeah, I mean, I just, I really wanted to like it, but. Yeah, it just it, yeah, it was like cookie cutter kind of thing and I don't think it was anything. There were some scenes that I thought were pretty good, but they didn't make up for the rest of it that I, like you said was very slow to start. Um it it was hard to differentiate who knew who and how and then like, oh, convenient that all of the Parents' children now all went to school together and were friends and sure and everything else. You know, like that's like oh, like what, like a Riverdale kind of thing. Um, yeah, it was it was good. You know, it, it. I don't ever need to see it again. Oh no, I will never see it again. It, but it, I'm not upset necessarily that I did see it. You know, like it. It, it felt was like fine. it felt like a miss. I almost wish it was a little bit more cookie cutter or I wish it leaned one way or another. I wish it was either more paint by numbers and it just told like a very simple story, maybe up the kill count a little bit. Cause really only think like three people die in the movie. Cause it's just Alice and Janney off fucking screen, which is a waste. Like why do you even get Alice and Janney for that part? She's going to be like just a minor character that's just minorly a bitch. And she just gets, you know, shoved in a fucking dog cage. Um, Luke Evans, 
um, mm-hmm. Missy Pyle, and then the the cop. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, obviously, it's if you watch the original ending, then Ma is presumed dead, and as the house burns down. But the alternate ending, she's alive and kicking. Which alternate ending sucked. Uh, well, and and I think that you're right with like the editing was out of order because we kind of oh, saw yeah. that in the alternate ending where the scene where you see Alice and Janney's like in the dog cage was in the alternate ending rather than like in the middle of the movie where it was like at the beginning of her kind of of Ma's kind of spree, if you will. Yeah. But so so I think it was a bit disjointed with that. So. If, I, I think that you're right. I, I don't know what else got cut out, what other stories were a little bit more fleshed out, but I think maybe having them left in would have made it a more well-rounded yeah. kind of story. It's it's never good in a horror movie where kind of the things that I liked the most were like the non-horror scenes. Like I liked the dynamic between like Maggie and her mom. And I thought it was, like, pretty realistic. I liked the scenes where, like I said, kind of the high school awkwardness of her and her boyfriend, like, you know, like, talking at the mall. Even if it is about, like, not going over to their crazy adult friend's house for, you know, alcohol parties. Sure. Um, I like that stuff. And I, I do like the escalation of the end of the movie. I, it goes, like, from zero to 60 pretty fucking quick. Over the last, like, sure. tw- over the last 20, 25 minutes, as soon as, you know... Her plan is, like, fully set into motion, and she fucking runs over Missy Pyle literally out of nowhere, um, which is great um, for it. And then it's just, bam, now she's, you know, hurt the dog, and now she has the dog's blood, and now she's putting the blood into Luke Evans, and that kills Luke Evans. she got his dick in, his, dick in her hand. Um, it also was, like, there are many moments where I felt like, okay, yeah, this is just a PG-13, like, Blumhouse horror movie, like, Happy Death Day or whatever. tip of a dick. Well, then, like, yeah, then, well, then you see, like, like her holding, like, Luke Evans' dick in her hand, and then you also see, like, uh, like, she's calling Missy Pyle a cunt. Um, it, 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 it goes in and out, again, of, like, knowing what, like, lane of movie it wanted to be. And the back of the box even addresses it, like, how even within the movie itself, it didn't know what I want to be because, you know, she says, like, oh, I think she says, like, she's a religious woman or, like, you know, don't cuss in the house. Right, And then, like, they're just cussing next thing, you know, like, no problems, no questions asked. Um, Well, she, no, she said don't take the Lord's name in vain. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Well, they should have fixed that on the back of the box then. Yeah. I think Um, that's what it was, yeah. But most of, like, the big, like, bigger scenes, like, Besides the ending where she, you know, has drugged everybody and is doing something to them, like the iron on the belly and, yeah, and sewing the lip more... shut. Like, like that stuff was really, really cool. And that's the kind of thing I feel like you'd see in a typical slasher movie as the movie escalates and like the body count rises. Yeah. But like just to tack it on the end. Plus also all that stuff was like kind of revealed in like I believe the, the commercials in the trailer. Yeah. So like you you like knew it was getting there. So it kind of spoiled it once you actually got to see it. Uh, but the scene where, like, she pulls uh, the one guy up with a gun and like, makes him strip and then, like, laughs it off and the kids all laugh it off, it's like, what? what? Like, like I, that's not okay. nowadays. Goodbye forever. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some, again, things, I, I don't know. So let's just stop being around the bush. Uh, when was the first time you had alcohol? Were you in college? No, no. Well, no. I would like have wine, like at Passover and stuff, like Manischewitz and everything. Mm-hmm. That's not alcohol. Uh, Look, my mom and I each had a bottle once, and we were fucked up. No comment. I could out drink you when it comes to Manischewitz. Yeah, because I'm not going to drink it because it's fucking gross. Of course, you're, you can out drink me. Gross. I'm not going to drink a sip of it. You're gross. Um. No, when was, like, the first time? Did you drink in high school outside no. of... So you never went to, like, a, a house party or drank or did anything like that? If you have to ask me that, you have no idea who I am. Very good point. Uh, so I did. <laughs> I did my senior year. Yeah. A few yeah, times. I think everybody on this podcast knows that. Um, I don't remember who bought us. I, I do remember... It's probably Matt Lovin's dad. No. Andrew's he, Angry's he's, brother. The judge. Stop it. Um... No, I know it was my friend from the movie theater, Rob, but I feel like that was in between 
I don't think that was in high school because that was what I would have been like freshman year of college. So I remember maybe it was just like somebody's sister. I think maybe it was Helen's sister, maybe or something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. And then it was got to the point where like when we started doing like improv shows and stuff in college at bars, we would have like like free like open tabs, but like they wouldn't ID us. So I was drinking in bars at like nineteen and twenty. Yeah. So like when I turned twenty one, it's just like Yeah, I got ID'd at the bar. You know I still look like I'm twelve. Um But I would never like I still don't like drinking around people that are older than me. You know what I mean? Like, like I like being like the oldest person in the room drinking oh, or like that... having peers. Oh, okay. What, what were you going to say? Oh, is that why what? I was just going to say, is that why, you know, you don't really drink when Alki's around? Funny. Um, no, that's ridiculous. Of course, I did I not tell you about the past weekend? <laughs> um, when there's just big chunks, I just don't remember because of how, yeah, how much yeah. I had to drink. Um, that seems so weird that you want to be, like, the older one. Like, you don't want to... Like, especially the older we get, the harder that is. Because, I mean, at least a lot of my friends are, are fucking still 18, it feels like. I don't know. I think it's just... It's not a maturity thing, but I think it's just a, a commonality sort of thing. Like, if I'm going to be in that mind space, then I kind of want to, like be around somebody that I can, like, like connect with and, like, have a good time with. Not that I can't have a good sure. time with older people, but it's it's just different, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, like, sure. if, like, I get, like, tipsy at, like, a work party or something, like, in the past. Well, like, I think that that's a little different because, like, that's, like, work. Sure, but still, like, it's not because you still know these people and you're still friends with these people outside of work, but then you really find out, I guess, like, what you have in terms of... Uh, things in common and life experiences outside of work and then it's just not the same um so yeah so i would never fucking do this in a million fucking years okay um so yeah so that stripper gun scene isn't good the high school flashbacks like i talked about i get that they were done so they make this kind of like more so like a revenge movie as opposed to just a straight horror movie and you needed that reason as to why Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just the whole thing left a bad taste in my mouth. I just couldn't really, like, dig it. I'm not that I was supposed to be like, yeah, all right. Uh, because it is fucking technically mass sexual assault. But as a plot device and as, like, like as it was told, I don't know, felt like a little lazy and cheap. Sure. Um the big, like, the big party, again, is just way too odd, where, like, she's just dropping, you know, turning at the drop of a dime, um, her character, and especially, like, how she's reacting to certain things of people, but the, the final scene, essentially, is good. It does get to be, again, a little too much once, you know... They're the her boyfriend's the Maggie's boyfriend's trying to like seduce and he gets stabbed, and then like Jeannie gets involved and the house is burning down. I don't. It just felt there's a phrase in wrestling called overbooked, where yeah, yeah, yeah. when you want to protect somebody from losing a match or you want somebody to win under like nefarious means, so you have to overbook it, meaning you have outs, whether it be the referee gets knocked down or people interfere or you have a false finish or right. like. You know, whatever calamity can happen, you know, where you've overbooked it. And it, it's pretty uh, it's pretty see-through as to what the intentions are. And I feel like this is the same here was it kind of got overbooked yeah, to hide just, the fact that it's just not a very good script. Right. It didn't have a lot of meat to it. And they tried to throw as many, like, toppings on, like, a sandwich. Like, it was like a vegetarian sandwich. Like, there was no meat. There was, like, no, like, juiciness to this story and they just threw like everything every condiment every topping you could throw on it so they had like you know the revenge they had the killing they had the mother daughter they had the dad who was the one who she was in love with like they just kept going and going and going and like trying to make it like this like web of intersections and it just didn't really didn't really pull through. 
Yeah, didn't didn't pull through for me at all. Um, but I do agree that some of the acting was was well done. Um, I, I mean, we can get an MVP and LVP now. I still think Octavia Spencer is the MVP of the movie. Um, that's my personal vote. If you have somebody else, then I, I'd love to hear the argument. Um, I mean, I think that the kids did did a decent job. Um, so I wouldn't be opposed to either of the lead girls as well. I definitely, I think hate was Haley the other girl's name. Haley it just seems like it would be. Yeah. Um, she's really, really good. I think she's really she's good. She's very charismatic. I don't think she did enough. <sighs> I'm trying. I The other person I had written down was Diana Silvers, the girl who plays Maggie. But yeah. the stuff, despite how the character was written, Octavia Spencer, Octavia Spencer, like I didn't fuck that up in the back of the box, um, just her facial expressions, just her doing the robot to Funky Town. Um, with, that, and the way, with that beret on. And the way she could be so maniacal, candle. but then endearing and then creepy, but then like uh, sympathetic. I still think she did a very, very good job. Uh, you, yeah, no, I agree. I think she's definitely the MVP. Okay. So Octavia Spencer. I the just MVP. think that the girls like should get a shout out. Like they oh no, absolutely! Job. I definitely think they should get a shout out. Um, same with. I mean, especially holding their own against her, kind of, you know, like being opposite her. Oh sure, sure, sure. I mean, she's not only a winner, but she's a multi-time nominee as well. So she is one of the better like supporting character actors, and it's good to see her get a a lead role that she could, you know, yeah. kind of sink her teeth into and have some fun with. Hey, good for her. Yeah. Um, but this movie is absolutely bizarre. Really is. I do have quite a list for LVP, um, despite what we said. So one person I immediately wrote down as LVP that ended up not being LVP at all was Stu, um, who was... Uh, oh, oh, the friend? The, the, the friend who worked at the casino, I guess. By the way, give me a moment here. I... What was there a fictional town in Ohio? Was it ever said what town in Ohio no, this Akron. was? It's Akron. There's, it's not Akron, Ohio. No, there were, they never said it's a. It's there like were a no goddamn Ohio. casinos in Ohio like that. There's not. There may be a couple like old converted pizza huts that, that they was, have like video poker bingo machines on. That house was way too nice to be in Ohio. Any part? No, nah, that was Ohio. kind of like that was kind of an Ohio house. Out Which house? Parts of Ohio. There, you'd be surprised. The the big house. Whose house? Uh, her house. <laughs> Please Ma, use Ma's more pronouns. House. Ma's, Ma's house. house. Thank you. Um, no, because that, that very like much that could be like an old like, like farmhouse or Cal- like... Yeah, I don't know how the fuck Caroline. she afforded it. She's just a fucking veterinarian assistant. Yeah. Well, no, she had been married, remember? Oh, right, right, right. got right. divorced, I guess. Um, but, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I... Alexa... Are there any casinos in Ohio? I found a few options. There's Hollywood Casino Toledo, 916.4 miles away on Miami Street. Hollywood Casino Columbus, 797.9 oh. Alexa, stop. Well, I'll just go fuck myself then, I guess, you know? I, I guess mean, I'm wrong. You, you did live there till you were like eight, so maybe you just, you weren't the target audience for those casinos. Why am I not going to casinos when I go back to Ohio? You're uh, going to go back? First ones in the casinos? Absolutely. <laughs> so, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh my god, that is like the most overkill, we get it, he's gay character I've ever seen he in a movie, gay? possibly. And What? And he's like hardly in the movie, but every time he's in it afterwards, he just seems like such like a good dude. He's like, well, we'll find him, don't worry yeah, about like, it. Like- He's just like, I'm so worried. He's like, oh, this guy's going to be so dead. No, he was a good foil, I think, to Juliette Lewis. Like, I I think... Do you know what the word foil means? That's not it at all. They're friends. No, it's like a counterpart. Yeah, counterpart. Foil is more so like, like, you're my foil in that, like, you're my enemy. (coughs) Like, Rocky and Bullwinkle are the foils to Boris and Natasha. Um... Yeah, he, he ended up being fine. Um, again, I don't know what rapport you're talking about because, again, he was barely in the no. movie. It foils a character who contrasts with another character. Typically, a character who contrasts with the protagonist in order to better highlight or differentiate certain qualities of the protagonist. But it doesn't necessarily have to be. 
typically is. Right, but it doesn't have to be. It's just somebody who is, like, opposite of them, and, like, you see, like, the different characteristics. Like, it's a good counterpart. It's, like, it's boring if they both have, like, the same type of personality. I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> I still disagree with it. Um, okay, well, you know what? He was really the MacGuffin of the film, so... So I have a couple other ones. I also have Missy Pyle written down just because there's a point with her, I feel like, in every movie where it's just like, it just gets to be too much. That's why when you said earlier, like, her restraint, like, how was she restrained? The first thing she does in the movie is, like, over-exaggeratedly suck a dick off screen. Um, First thing she does. Well, she didn't actually suck a dick. No, but, like... Right, so she was restrained. Why are you arguing me on everything? I was asleep. And you're wrong. You're asleep now. I was asleep 15 seconds ago. I meant like when she like, when he gets interrupted. Yes, I know. And she's like, like wiping her mouth like she just like got sprayed with a fire hose. You don't know she did it. Uh, And then her like little freak out at the. Oh yeah, I forgot about the freak out at the the, casino. The argument. I like forgot when about she that. Gets, like, kicked out at the casino. I forgot about it's that. It's just okay. too much. But I take it back. Unrestrained. But again, she's not in it that much. Yeah, but uh, I, I thought she died pretty well. Got hit by that car. That was pretty. Ah! I'm sure that was just fully edited in afterwards. Uh, same <laughs> thing with Luke Evans. Really, just for the accent. That accent was one of I like the ten worst accents I've ever seen in a film. Like he was trying to do a Teach Grant impression. <laughs> not a thing <laughs> to us that, it is tell that to luke evans that's what i felt like he was trying to do i felt like he was trying to do like a teach grant impression and he doesn't do know who teach remember, grant what, is. what is wrong with you what is a teach grant impression no like you know who teach grant is yeah but are you referring to like his role in as bowers in it chapter two are referring to him in the Marine? Both. Referring to him in Leprechaun? Because all three. they're all totally different, have yes. nothing to do with one another. Yeah, exactly. That's what he was trying to do. He's trying to do. What? He was trying to do what? All he's, three of the characters. He's English and was just doing a bad accent and was also trying to be like is this. Is Teach Grant not English? Because I feel like he. No, is. he's like some ginger fucking guy. He's probably from like Missouri or something. What would you do if he actually was from Missouri? Where do you think he's from? Where Missouri! Teach Grant. Oh, no. Um, his accent just gets very muddled. And... Oh, he's Canadian. Nah, that's even worse. Um, <laughs> he has to... You know, kind of, like, portray this ruse in the first couple scenes that you see him in with, like, Ma. He's not a good person, obviously, no, from, like, obviously I was on the high school. But he just plays it so middling and then you have to hear his accent and you're just like oh it's it not was very just good. yeah i just think he was like trying to do and i'm not a fan of his i know people really liked his gaston as like one of the few things i like about beauty and the beast oh. i was not one of them oh uh, no <laughs> uh honestly what i liked about beauty and the beast the live action the credits yes that's yes. accurate yeah well uh so I'd either be fine with him, or I really didn't like the actress that played Jeannie, the daughter. She, I, I, she don't, was I don't, fine. I don't know she if that do was a, I don't know if that was a product of the fact that they were trying to make her socially awkward and damaged because of what she's had to deal with with sure. her mother. But I just every time she spoke, I was like, "That's a bad line reading." I wish they got a better actress for this to be to be more sympathetic. Didn't didn't dig it. Um, so I'd be ultimately fine with either one of them. I will go whichever way you sure. want. Sure. Well, and I I also didn't like. I think I said that before. Like the other two main boys, they were fine. I think uh, Darrell and Chaz. I think anyone else could have done those. Oh and sure, it sure, been, sure, sure. It would have been the same or better or worse. Like you know, it was. Like, for them to be, like, the driving force of the movie as well, I, I just felt like they were, like... Well, they weren't really the driver. They were very much hum. background characters compared to the other... The other three. The other three, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like they still were significant, especially in the beginning more so. Sure. Than, than I like I like Darrell. He was kind of funny, you know, obviously, as, like, the black guy playing that up. 
uh, Chaz, I could definitely take her take her leave. I don't I don't think he was a worse actor. I don't sure. think he was okay. more impactful to my overall disenjoyment of the movie compared to the secondary villain being a a name actor who you kind of rely on to like bring the movie up in those parts or you know the surprise hidden you know good girl child that's a victim you know okay so i, I i'm I, fine with either really then. well you you make the decision cuz i kind of genie then genie okay so uh Danielle wavers. Yeah, and it also like it she she just wasn't as sympathetic as I feel like she should have been given her circumstance. Like I just, you know, she was very wooden in very her line wooden. delivery. And yeah, and like her expressions didn't really change. She was just no. very like one note for real. And I, I, for, I, for sure. And I'm sure you could make a case that like, oh, well she, you know, she was being doped up or she was ever yeah, okay, but you still you still got to like Expressed that better than what you did then yeah. um, with, with what was there. Uh, yeah, I... Blumhouse... So we've been on a bit of a Blumhouse run. We did Happy Death Day to You. Um, obviously, we've done both Jordan Peele movies. I I want to see more of them. I don't... I think at least one of the two movies I'm going to nominate is, is one of them. Um... But I'm almost fearful that like the the the, the bottom's gonna drop out on this because there's only so I've been doing a lot of take this movie and put it into like Happy Death Day they did the Groundhog Day thing with Freaky they did the Freaky Friday thing um, those have been very very good like this th- they're trying to find actors and put them into different roles than they normally would get. Um, and I appreciate that, but I do worry that we've had a good horror run, and I do feel like it's going to run out sooner than later. Well, yeah. Yeah, but I think Which that's I think is just how cyclical ha- horror right, is. Right, exactly. Horror cyclical like that. I mean, uh, one of the quintessential horror movies like Halloween, uh, Freddy, like all of that, yeah. like little stretch, and then we, then... That, those are more so from sequels, though. So those movies got done up so much that it got overkill, for pun intended. Sure. Um, but, like, I feel like now, so we still have that. Yeah. But I feel like the, the sequels we have aren't as, I mean, I don't know it okay, as well. Okay, there were, like, seven Saw movies. There were, like, that's, that's, eight that... Purge movies. Right. See, like, I, I the still first consider those one. Dif- I consider those different levels of horror because those are... A, torture porn, and B, Saw coming from, like, the decade essentially prior, um, and The Purge kind of being, like, more modern, those aren't necessarily as, like, high concepts, if that makes sense. Okay. Whereas a lot of, the, a lot of like, the Blumhouse stuff now is like, here's this, and we put it in this, and we get this to do it, and it just, like, it makes a decent amount of scratch, people enjoy it, um... You know, and then if it does well enough, they make, you know, they do make sequels to them. And even the sequels are kind of all right. Like, compared to, you know, and I don't know horror as well as the next person. But compared to, you know, like some of the Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th or uh, Halloween sequels of the past. Like, even a movie like A Happy Death Day or like The Conjuring franchise or um, uh, like the, I think Annabelle, that's probably still The Conjuring. I don't know it that well. But like I those, have no idea. like those I know that movies. She's a doll. <laughs> Dolls freak me out. Good, good job, babe. Um, I hate this time of year watching television because they always have the Chucky commercials. And you know, it really freaks me. So out. this time of year, I'm glad you mentioned it because uh, one thing before we wrap up is that we've just been so busy. It's already like October twenty. It'll be October twentieth in a couple tomorrow, hours. Yeah. And like we've we caught like nothing. We haven't seen any Hocus Pocus no, on TV. No. Uh, we haven't seen any, I've seen no Shining. So I'm just going to do this real quick. I'm going to turn the TV on. I'm going to mute it. And I'm going to see like at 10, 15. Yeah, no, there's going to be a lot. Two weeks before Halloween. No, like, there's going to be a lot. And I know that there's TV. been a lot, but I haven't seen any Nightmare Before Christmas. Haven't seen Hocus Pocus. Haven't seen any of the quintessential Halloween Halloween Town. Haven't seen any of them. And well, I just, Chucky's on right now. The yeah. new USA show. It's the only thing I've seen. Right. Because we have USA on all the time. 
because of wrestling. Right. Um, Golden State Warriors. Well, it's opening night for Lakers. No, I'm saying that's a horror Blair Witch show. Project. Right. That's a weird one to have. Why is Freeform playing Men in Black 2? Why not? So let's just go over here. So I'm just going to go to the movie section and see like what movies are on now. The Help is on right now. That's hilarious. That is kind of terrifying. Uh, Ice Pirates. The Ice Pirates. Blair Witch. Blair Witch. Obsessed with the Babysitter. Uh-oh. Oh, watch out, Lifetime. Oh, shit. And then whatever the Saturday morning so, thing is. Sweet scroll Home down. Alabama. Let's look at, like, the later ones. Slenderman. Yeah, Slender Blair Man. Witch 2. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Danger. Paralyzed by Danger. A lot of, like, the older ones. Yeah. So let's just yeah. go to, like, well, let me see tomorrow. Potentially. Let's just see if we can find something for tomorrow. Because, again, it's a lot of older stuff. The Haunting. The Haunting in Connecticut. Uh-huh. Um, Gone, Gone Girl. Girl is not a horror movie. All right, so Us, which I've seen Us several times. Us and Get Out have been on a lot. Um, That's my first glass. Good, fellas. Oh, I'm working from home tomorrow. Good, I'm going to watch Goodfellas on History Channel. <laughs> uh, all right, so The Purge movies. Uh, fucking Transformers. Again, these are things like airing like live. So we have Hulu Live. Spider-Man Homecoming, Tag, Glass, glass. Which I, glass I don't count. Whoops. Oh, God damn it. But a lot of people do consider, like, that thriller, horror, there's, like, a fine line between them. Which I can Joanna understand. Man. Oh, <laughs> shit. BET. Space Jam, John Wick. Yeah. Uh, vacation. Life. I wonder what else was up here. Is that? Nope. Um, really, it's, like, whatever's, like, you know... Medea's Christmas? Wasn't there a Boo Medea movie? There was. Man of Steel, Coach Carter, Bohemian Rhapsody. Alright, so Zombieland Double Tap, B movie. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Star Trek? Like, I honestly felt like, yeah, I haven't seen it that much lately. Brightburn, but that's on at 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I'm not sure. Is it because of Disney Plus? It may be. But I feel like last year... Freeform has its 30 days of Halloween or whatever. I see, see, so a couple days from now I see Back to the Future, Divergent. Spookly the Square Pumpkin. Oh, the Day the Earth. Why do you say that about Spookly the Square Pumpkin? I don't want to give you any ideas for the future. So Sci-Fi is just doing a Back to the Future marathon. Um, Perfect Storm, Cocoon... Uh, more Back to the Future, Divergent, but he is Christmas again, White Chicks, Coach Carter again, Devil's Rejects. Rejects, okay, that makes more sense. B-Movie. I already said. Waterboy. Water Nerve. Well, Nerve, Indiana I guess. Jones. Like All right, so they're playing the new Halloween on FX. Um, Maleficent. Quiet Place. Ice Age. I don't know, it's just, like I said, it just feels... Death, she wrote. It just feels different this 51st year. 51st date. It just feels different this year. Okay, so Gremlins. Maybe it's just getting closer. Maybe they're saving up for the last week. I don't know. But um, it just it's felt a little different this year in terms of like sure. usual watching. I feel like this by this point, I've already watched The Shining once or twice off of TV. Hocus Pocus is just permanently on. I know we've been busy, but... Like, just even as yeah. background noise or nights where we don't have anything going on, like, that should be... Well, I also think that's attributed to how fast this year's gone, because it's already, like, True. more than the more than halfway through October. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Like, RJ and Max were here on the 1st. I know, the October like, you know what I mean? is, like, is absolutely crazy. It's gone by so quick. Yeah. Um, just as today's podcast has gone by so quick. It is score time. Uh, you nominated it, which means I score it first. Wanted to like it. I really, really did. Um, but felt it was below average. Felt it was uh, a weak script, weak editing. The cast did everything I feel like they could, but yeah. they kind of like stuck to the, the disjointed source material um, and wasn't a fan for it. I'm going to give it a four. I'm also giving it a four. Yeah. We've been, like, really... We've been really spot on. Like, together on this, and I don't like it. I well, love hopefully, it. Well, hopefully it changes next week with uh, the two, one of the two movies. I'm oh, nominated. yeah, hit me with them. Let's see. So, uh, again, it's going to be our Halloween episode. It's going to air technically on, like, the 28th. So I picked two horror movies that 
um, I've wanted to watch uh, in the past couple years. They're two of the most popular and uh, well-received horror movies of uh, last year and several years prior. So makes my two me nominees really nervous. are It Follows and The Invisible Man. The one with... with the one with Elizabeth Moss. It came out last mm. year. Okay. That's an interesting choice. Uh, it follows, I believe, came out in two thousand and fourteen or fifteen. Okay, um, I believe it's about like a sexually transmitted like like entity like oh, killing people or cool. something. Cool. So you want me to talk about that time that I taught sex ed to everybody? No, I don't. All right, Just, let's do that. That's what you're picking because of that. No. Uh, <laughs> Pick the movie you would rather watch of the two. Wake the fuck up and make a decision. I'm sorry, what were the choices? It Follows or The Invisible Man, RJ. Oh, man. I can't believe you just called me RJ. You're a mess. Invisible Man. I knew it. Good. I'm still going to talk about how I taught sex ed to people. Cool. I'm just going to edit it out of the podcast. Oh. Thank so they... you for listening. Oh. That's not your job. Oh. Who, who are you tonight? Good Lord, know your role. <laughs> the Invisible Man will be next week's episode, and then our spooky season will be over. We'll get into uh, some of the movies we know we're going to be watching for some time. Oh my like, God, November's going to be the weirdest slate of movies ever. What's so weird about About Schmidt and Munich and Sing? Yeah, exactly. Nothing weird at all about that. Uh-huh. Uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you're going to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Did I already just say that? You're not listening. I, uh, I am. Patreon.com slash arcade audio for bonus content. Facebook.com slash married movies at married movies on Twitter. Married movies at gmail.com. Let's know what you think of the show. No, I didn't. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> ArcadeAudio.net slash Podbloggle, where I'm filming in the year 1995. This week's episode is the first in your house, the first sub-two-hour pay-per-view I've watched. Oh, and it was glorious. Um, at your house, 38 on Instagram. Samantha? At Jam with your Sam. Beautiful. And I think that's it. That's all. That's thank, all, folks. Thank goodness, because you haven't been here for any of this. What? For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. And now the safety dance. Because that's the other... The soundtrack kind of fucks in this movie. They played Funky I, Town, and then yeah, they played I the know, safety dance. I know that they did, but I just was so confused because I didn't remember until you said it. So I was like, what? We have to be safe? I didn't know if you were making... Go the fuck to bed. Joke? Go the fuck to bed. Okay. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.